staccato handguns are trusted and approved by over 900 elite law enforcement agencies, including 65 SWAT teams. When it comes to accuracy and reliability, the choice is easy with staccato. You're listening to Policing Matters on PoliceOne.com. I'm your host, Jim Dudley. Hey, be sure to check out our videos and Policing Matter podcasts on YouTube or on PoliceOne.com. Well, Police Week is upon us across the country, uh, but mostly at the National Law Enforcement Officers Memorial in Washington, D.C. My guest today is the CEO of the National Law Enforcement Officers Memorial and Fund, Marsha Ferranto. Marsha Ferranto is known in the nonprofit world for her reputation as a motivated and transformative formative leader. Much of her career has been focused on improving the nonprofit business world. And Marcia, welcome to Policing Matters. Well, thank you. Thank you for having me, Jim. Yeah, and thank you for the support that the National Law Enforcement Officers Memorial and Fund has given uh, law enforcement, public safety over the years, especially over the last uh, tough years that we've had. Um, just before COVID, since COVID, and, and after COVID, it's really important to have an organization like yours uh, for that year-round support. Thank you. So as the CEO of the National Law Enforcement Officers Memorial and Fund, what are your goals for the organization? Sure. So the National Law Enforcement Officers Memorial Fund exists under three pillars. The first is to honor the fallen. So we are the leading authority on all line of duty deaths. And what that means is that we are the only organization in the country that takes each case through a stringent review process with the final steps of that process being a review by the officer's peers. In other words, other law enforcement officers. From that stringent review process, it's determined whether this case is a line of duty death or not. The second pillar is uh, the museum, where we honor the amazing story of American law enforcement. Does our country need a museum that's focused on honoring law enforcement? You bet it does. Our third pillar is officer safety and wellness. Officer safety and wellness for us is our effort to keep names off the wall. So we engage in many officer safety and wellness activities. I'll give you an example. Destination Zero is one of our more popular activities where we have become the leading repository on all best practices going on in the country. And what happens is agencies, departments around the country embark on a new practice. They find amazing results. They send that practice to us. We share it free on our website, but we also give out awards for the great work that is being done around the country as it pertains to keeping law enforcement officers safe. Uh, you know, great statistics, great studies uh, and support from the National uh, Center. What about the line officers? If they go to your webpage, what, what can they find there? What, what are the benefits for them? So, yeah, so I think that leads back to both our officer safety and wellness and the fact that we are the leading authority on line of duty deaths. We collect data that no one else has because of our stringent review process. And because of that, we can create programs that are relevant today 
around why law enforcement officers are, are losing their lives. And I think through our programs and our summits, our roundtables, we are producing outcomes that are very timely to law enforcement. And so I think that that is one of the greatest benefits around our, the programs that we are now doing. Sure. The studies certainly show officers um, what's happened in the past, what they, they might expect and and how to avoid some of those incidents. Uh, firearm safety is certainly one of the issues and motor vehicle deaths uh, of officers, usually the, the top two uh, on the list. You help bring awareness through these studies and reports, including enforcement information about officers killed in the line of duty, the LEOCA report. How is the information used to bring those numbers down? Any recommendations coming from the reports? So there are. So after we uh, uh, released the mid-year report, as well as the end of the year fatality report, we created a program around those reports to specifically address the leading causes of death. So as you mentioned, uh, last year we did a traffic summit. It was an all-day traffic summit, and it used that data that we had collected the year prior to create the panel discussions, the expert testimony around what is being done in different pockets of the country to bring these numbers down what is working and what is not working. So at the end of, so mid-year and at the end of the year, we take the data, we evaluate it, we create a program that addresses the data and we get a lot of audience, Jim, uh, eager to learn about what is the latest, what are the latest trends and what can be done to get uh, our fatalities down to zero. Yeah, great information. Hey, as we head into the National Police Week, tell us about the events in D.C. and beyond, and why should law enforcement officers and their supporters attend? Sure. So for us, the big time is from uh, May 11th through the 15th. And starting on May 11th, we have a canine memorial service. We actually have a lot of memorial services going on uh, from ATF to FBI, uh, DOJ. They're all doing wreath laying memorial services, but some of the ones that are more attractive to the public, uh, the canine is a big attraction. Um, It's a great ceremony. I encourage folks to come to that. Like I said, that's on the 11th. Then on the 12th, we welcome the police unity tour. And if you've ever been there to watch these 1,800 bikers, bike riders, come into Washington from New Jersey, it is a moment uh, to experience. And I think for me, as I've watched it over the years, it's amazing to me how many of the riders are coming in, sort of cheering that they made it, you know, that the ride was tough and they stuck with it to honor the fallen. The others ride in with tears just just streaming down their face because they are riding for a specific fallen officer and how much that ride meant to them. Watching these 1,800 people, the line never ends, of these law enforcement officers who are riding in to honor those who died. It is a memorable experience. I encourage anyone who can be there 
to be there to watch these incredible men and women right in. Um, also on the 12th, we have a law enforcement appreciation night at the Nats uh, stadium, at the Nats uh, baseball game, the Nationals here in Washington. And uh, although I myself am a Phillies fan, uh, the Nats are true supporters of law enforcement. And we will all be out in droves on the 12th to watch the game and watch our fellow law enforcement officers uh, do the national anthem, do the honor guard. We're going to be there in droves. So um, thank you to the Nats. Uh, The 13th, of course, is a candlelight vigil. And for us, that is the centerpiece of the the entire uh, police week. And that is where 30 to 40,000 people arrive on the National Mall to witness the reading of the names of the fallen officers from the prior year, as well as historical cases that have currently, have recently been solved and determined a line of duty death. Um, that for us is, uh, it, that's the moment that we're working on right now, every day, 12 hours a day. That is one of the most important events for law enforcement and survivors um, in the entire year. So I'll touch on that in a second and why that's important, but let's keep on going into uh, the 14th uh, to the 16th COPS. Uh, the National Police Survivors Conference is going on. It is an incredible organization doing incredible work for survivors, helping them get through their grieving process. So they are, and a lot of people don't know this, but they have their conference during police week just for that purpose, mm-hmm. is to bring in the survivors to uh, be there the same time that law enforcement is there. And of course, when we are honoring the fallen. They also have a kids and teen program that a lot of people don't know about, but you can go to their website and learn all about it. An incredible um, incredible organization. On the 15th, uh, we are doing Stand Watch for the Fallen. And this is something, uh, it's not new, but it's something that we have changed for this year. The National Law Enforcement uh, uh, Memorial Fund has a program for ambassadors. And ambassadors are current and retired law enforcement officers who believe deeply in our mission. And they want to do their part in helping to honor the fallen, tell the story of American law enforcement, and try to help it make it safer for those who serve. The ambassadors are hosting a stand watch for the fallen beginning at noon on the 15th, where we will have a ceremony, we will uh, lay a wreath, we will stand watch over the wreath uh, as a ceremony to honor those who have who have given the ultimate sacrifice. Around two o'clock, the um, the uh, the memorial service on the mall, um, uh, not the Capitol. Sorry, the memorial service at the Capitol will have ended, and they will all come over. FOP and their group will come over with their two amazing wreaths that will join ours at this Stand Watch for the Fallen. Stand Watch for the Fallen goes from noon until midnight. And it is an incredible place to be at midnight when Stand Watch for the Fallen uh, is over and taps uh, are played and 
and the you would think it was noon at midnight on the at the memorial that evening with the number of survivors and law enforcement who come for the closing of that ceremony. So those are some of the things that we're doing um, for uh, uh, at for uh, National Police Week. Um, why should law enforcement officers come? I'll give you one solid good reason. Law enforcement officers should come to honor and to be honored. They should come to honor their fellow brothers and sisters in law enforcement who have given the ultimate sacrifice, and they should come to be honored because we exist to honor the profession and the amazing heroes in law enforcement. That's why law enforcement comes to National Police Week. Yeah, all year round, it is a moving experience. I've been there a few times, uh, the wall uh, with all the names. Uh, I've been there, I've taken etchings uh, for my own um, people in, from San Francisco PD that I worked with, uh, my Sergeant John McCauley and John Blessing and Isaac Espinosa, just to name a few, unfortunately. And um, taking their etchings, I've got them framed on my wall here. It's, it's something that I uh, use to remember about the profession and what we've done and what we do. And uh, it's great what you do to honor uh, the fallen and the profession in general. Thanks for what you do, Marcia. Thank you. It is an honor to serve every day uh, the heroes in, law, in the law enforcement community. Well, I can't make it this year, but I hope to see you out there at the Memorial in Washington, D.C., the Sea of Blue for the, the ride into the area and, and all the events that you talked about today. Uh, I hope every one of our listeners gets a chance to go out there, if not this year, then then some other time to, to check out all that you offer there. And the museum is is moving as well. So thank you for taking time. Thanks for bringing us up to date on all the events and the dates. We're going to post those in our show notes and uh, and a link to the National Law Enforcement Officers Memorial Fund. Thank you, Marsha Ferranto, Chief Executive Officer for the National Law Enforcement Officers Memorial Fund. Appreciate you taking time with us today. Thank you, Jim. It was great being here. All right. Take good care. Hey, to our listeners, check it out. Uh, click on the show notes below. And uh, you'll see all the events that are happening recapped and the link to the National Law Enforcement Officers Memorial Fund. Take good care. Choose the handgun trusted by over 900 law enforcement agencies across the country. With Staccato, you can feel confident knowing you aren't sacrificing incredible accuracy for reliability. Whether you're protecting your family at home or on duty, Staccato has your back. Military and law enforcement receive discount pricing through the Staccato Heroes Program. Visit www.staccato2011-heroesprogram.com to learn more. That's Staccato, S-T-A-C-C-A-T-O, 2011-heroes-program.com. Hey, welcome back to Policing Matters. I'm your host, Jim Dudley. 
Hey, do you know about COPS? And I'm talking about COPS concerns of police survivors. Well, this week we're talking about Police Week, and each year we understand between 140 and 160 officers die in the line of duty, and their families and coworkers are left to cope. COPS provides resources to help them rebuild their shattered lives. COPS was organized in 1984 with 110 individual members. Today, COPS membership is over 67,000 survivors. Survivors include spouses, children, parents, siblings, significant others, and coworkers of officers who have died in the line of duty, according to the federal government criteria. Well, COPS has over 50 chapters nationwide that work with survivors at the grassroots level. And I'm speaking today with Sarah Sloan, communications director at COPS, and she will tell us about the organization and what she has planned for Police Week. Welcome to Policing Matters, Sarah Sloan. Thank you, Jim. I'm so excited to be here. Yeah, great to have you. And we've been chatting about Police Week and cops in general and, and sort of the overlap with, with other organizations like the Law Enforcement Officers Memorial Fund and the 100 clubs that uh, are, are present from state to state. What kind of support do you have available for survivors of police officers killed in the line of duty? Yeah, so I, I like to refer to COPS as the American Red Cross of line of duty death, um, because when an officer dies in the line of duty, um, it's us that responds to that. Um, and so, as you mentioned, we have over 50 chapters. We have 55 chapters across the nation um, that have chapters that are all run by survivors. So the piece of that is that these survivors have been through it. They know what to say. They know what not to say. Um, they know how to get the agencies the help that they need to best support these families when their life is being completely turned upside down. Um, and so we help with the funeral planning. We are there for the families with whatever they need. Um, if they need us to get them meals, if they need us to find them childcare, we will step in and do that. Um, and then after the funeral, you know, everybody around you starts to go back to their normal lives. Well, for survivors, especially if that officer was in their home, um, it, it, nothing is normal. It, this, this is their new normal. Unfortunately, grief is their new normal. So we, we stay with them as long as they need us. So we have hands-on programs that are, um, retreat style. So they're and their survivorship based. So spouses go to spouse retreat, kids go to kids camp, uh, parents go to parents retreat. Um, and we have something for every person that was related to that officer. And we have it for the coworkers as well, because they often spend more time with that officer than the families did. Mm. Um, and so our, our mission is to rebuild those shattered lives. And we do just that. Um, peer support is really the heart of the COPS organization. So getting these survivors to our retreats, getting them to our special events, getting them to National Police Week, which is where they are often the first time introduced to us because we handle all the registrations for that. Um, we just want them to know that they are not alone in this. And their biggest fear is that their officer is going to be forgotten. And we keep that promise that they never will. And we're right there to help them through it. Yeah. And uh, like you say, I mean, it is sometimes it is so sudden and, you know, I probably so many of us don't have that file, right? Go to the file and hear all the phone numbers. And this is uh, how to contact support in, in some areas after an officer death. It may take for a while for support to kick in from their agencies, local benefits, I've heard can take up to months. And so in the meantime, you have maybe a family or spouse 
that's struggling, right? So what's the timeline for uh, support from cops? Um, it, it's it's immediate for that chapter support. Um, and then of course, to get in, connect, in contact with us, we have, um, we've been handing out for over 10 years, um, these line of duty quick series guides that walks agencies through what to do if they suffer a line of duty death. Um, and so one of the first things on there is to call us because we know that your mind is not going to be right. Let us handle the steps, but you also have this if you need it. Um, for the benefits, we, we assist with benefits, um, state and federal, um, unfortunately the type of death plays a factor in the timeline of that. So if it's a felonious death, they're almost immediately approved, but we've been seeing a lot of heart attacks. We've been seeing the COVID cases, um, and we're still uh, working with officers that are dying from 9-11 cancer. So those kinds of situations where we have to look at documentation and get all of that information gathered, because in, in some cases, especially the 9-11 cancer, they've been suffering for 20 years. And now mm. we have to go through all of this to make sure that that family is getting su the support they deserve. But for the initial contact, it is immediate. Um, we have, we have worked really hard to create relationships with local law enforcement agencies. And if you're out there listening and you don't have a relationship with us, call us because we want to just know you. We hope you never have to need us, but we want to be there if you do. Yeah. And like I said, it's great to have, you know, a list of maybe a checklist of things uh, for you to get the ball rolling on. Uh, I know sometimes, you know, if you've experienced a family death, how shocking it can be and uh, shocking to the point of inactivity. Um, and so we don't think about who who should we be calling, uh, especially when we we talk about the complexities of dealing with an organization and an administration. And it's great that you hand out these things and you get people registered. And you said you kick it off at Police Week or you do a lot of your contacts at Police Week. Police Week is upon us. Each year you participate in Washington, D.C. What are your plans this year? We are loading a big semi tomorrow. We basically load up our entire national office, which is in the middle of Missouri. And we we have volunteers that drive for Zarge Trucking usually donates a truck and they drive out to D.C. We all will fly out on Sunday, May 7th, and we completely transform um, the hotel, which this year we have changed because we have outgrown our previous hotels, but we're at the famed Washington Hilton. Um, so we're very excited to welcome survivors to that. We're able to fit over a thousand families in that one hotel. Unfortunately, we had to secure four other hotels because we have um, 6,400 survivors registered um, just to attend our conference, go to the vigil, uh, go to the memorial service. Um, but we, when, when survivors get to the hotel, well, when they get to the airport, really, we have officers that line the airport. So the second they step out of that gate, they have saluting officers that welcome them, walk them to our transportation. Um, they are saluting all the way. It, it's so cool. And then they are led through DC. They shut down traffic, go lights and sirens through DC to the host hotel. Um, we handle all of their luggage. We get them checked into their hotel. We get them their credentials to go to all the events. And then the, the week, the official weeks kick off, um, basically May 12th, we have the two bike rides. National Law Enforcement Officers Memorial Fund has Police Unity Tour that supports them. And then COPS has Law Enforcement United that supports us. Um, and so those come in at the same time. Um, and those are beautiful. 
And then May 13th, I know you mentioned um, the Law Enforcement Memorial. They do the most beautiful candlelight vigil on the evening of the 13th. Um, this event inside the perimeter is those over 6,000 survivors, but outside the perimeter, it's probably near 30,000 people and law enforcement officers that come from all over the nation just to support those families and honor their fallen friends. Um, and it is a sight to behold. I mean, it is, I'm not law enforcement. I'm not a survivor. I've worked for cops for over 10 years, but it, it moves me every time. Um, and then the 14th and the 16th, that is our piece. That's our national police survivors conference. And that's where the survivors get more of the grief help. Um, they attend the sessions. We have counseling. Um, we have just more of the peer support type where they can come in and tell their story, but also if they're struggling financially, if they're, if their family is in turmoil, you know, with death comes all kinds of different issues. So we help walk them through that and we navigate them to get their life back on a healthy path. Um, and then of course, on the 15th is peace officers Memorial day. And that is on the front lawn of the white of the Capitol. Um, usually the president speaks. I haven't heard if he will be there or not, but it is another beautiful ceremony. These organizations have been doing this um, for almost 40 years. Next year is our 40th anniversary. And it is down to a science and the logistics. You wouldn't believe what we go through, but it's it's kind of like a wedding, you know, nobody, nobody realizes that there's issues happening because they're all behind the scenes and the survivors walk away from that week, truly knowing, oh my gosh, I have support that I never knew that I was going to get. Great. Well, a wedding, hopefully where we don't have to bring presents. No, no, that, that would not be good. We, we do sell merchandise there, but it's more, you know, we have the roll call items that have the officer's names. It's all, yeah. all about honoring and supporting. Yeah, I mean, you know, such uh, a great program that you have laid out and the respect and the honor for law enforcement officers who do so much in our country that sometimes the country doesn't realize. It's great uh, to see an organization like COPS and the Law Enforcement Officers Memorial Fund uh, that do so much and people like you who make it happen. Um so a couple of things, a couple of changes. Uh, President Biden just uh, signed uh, some new legislation that should help. He he did. In August, he um, signed in the Public Safety Officers Support Act. And that is basically when we say line of duty, um, it used to be it was either line of duty or it was when an officer died by suicide. It was line of duty or suicide. Well, now if there is a traumatic event in that officer, and there's a timeline, there's, there's a bunch of, if you go to the Bureau of Justice Assistance, it kind of outlines the details of what qualifies. But basically, if an officer like, it stemmed from the January 6th storming of the Capitol, um, there were, there was one officer that died in the line of duty, and then there were two that took their own lives right after. Um, and so those families really fought for this because it was that traumatic event that caused these officers to take their own lives. Well, now we can say that was in the line of duty and we can support those families through COPS programs and they are eligible for the federal benefits. And it's just, you know, trauma is trauma, death is death and grief is grief. And we want to support these families no matter, no matter how the officer yeah. lost their life. Yeah. Yeah. And we know that, you know, unfortunately, suicide is one of the leading causes of death of police officers. And we know that through Blue Help and some other organizations, um, and it's great that we're talking about uh, smashing the stigma and and acknowledging it rather than you know, pushing it aside or sweeping it. Uh, switching gears a little bit to a, a, a high note, 
tops the concern of police survivors, put on so many great fundraisers, walks and hikes and golf tournaments. Gosh, I wish I could get out there to Missouri to play in your golf tournament. Sounds like so much fun. Tell us about some of your fundraisers. Yes. Well, you are always welcome to come out here because we would love to host you. We are at the beautiful Lake of the Ozarks. So you'd be surrounded by water and more than a dozen golf courses. So we would love to have you, but yes, we do have, we have two golf tournaments. We have the national golf tournament, which brings, and that's always in it's uh, the last day in July. It's always on a Sunday. And that is, that brings a lot of law enforcement officers out to come out and support and just play. And it's, it's a serious tournament. Um, with a really good meal, really good prizes, um, and a lot of support for survivors. We have survivors come out that talk and they also volunteer. So it's pretty cool to see and you, you have that interaction. And then we have another golf tournament in June that um, is more in honor of our founder, Susie Sawyer. Um, Susie is amazing and she's still in the area, um, but she's the one that got cops started in 1984. She was a police wife and her husband's uh, department lost two officers in the base, in the basement of their precinct. There was a young kid that was being fingerprinted and, um, got a hold of one of the officer's guns and mm-hmm. shot both of the officers. And Susie was part of the auxiliary and they started talking to each other, like, Oh my gosh, who's impacted by this. And that's when she realized there's really not a lot of support for the families. It's just, mm-hmm. you just go in the motion and you get over it. Um, and that wasn't okay for her. So we hold this golf tournament, um, in honor of her, she is hilarious. So we call it the twisted tournament and we have, that's more, we have games at each hole and, um, just different ways that you can support. Um, and then we have our cops walks, which is more directed for survivors. We have, this is where they take two days and they walk 25 miles. Um, they raise money. They, they, their communities, um, really step up and support them and they walk 25 miles hand in hand next to each other. And this is cool because when you go to the hands-on programs, usually you're separated by survivorship at these cops walk events, you're surrounded by everybody. So a spouse could be walking with a sibling, a parent could be walking with a child, um, and from all different walks of life from all over the country. And so we have our one in Arizona, um, which I would choose that one because it's warm <laughs> and that's an, even in February it's warm. Um, or we have one in Harper's Ferry, West Virginia that happens, um, each October. So, um, all the information is on our website, which is concerns of survivors.org. Um, but if you want to support those, you are more than welcome to. It's not just for survivors. It's not just for law enforcement. If you want to be involved and support, come out. Um, We we have opportunities in our office too, but um, another volunteer opportunity is at Police Week itself. Uh, You know, we're a staff of 30 people. We send about 20 out to Police Week. Um, And so we rely on hundreds of volunteers to come and help us make this happen because us versus almost 7,000 people is a lot. So if you're listening and you want to be more involved, check us out and we'll, we'll, we'll use you somewhere. I promise. Awesome. Hey, I'm going to wrap it up. I just want to, we're going to have the uh, concern of police officer survivors, uh, cops in our show notes for listeners to click on. Uh, How can our listeners join cops and the organization? Well, Unfortunately, our membership, and I'm using air quotes, is um, you you have to be a survivor to join COPS. Mm. Um, So we are probably one of the organizations that uh, does not want to grow because that means more officers are losing their lives. Um, But if if you have lost an officer and this is the first time you're hearing about it, call me at 573-346-4911, whether it was last year or whether it was 30 years ago. 
we, we need to get you support because it, it's so interesting to hear, like at our retreat, we had an adult children's retreat and we had a gentleman that he was in his seventies and he had lost his dad when he was five years old and he didn't know about cops. And he came and he connected with, with children that had lost their, their officer 10 years ago. And his wife tells us that that was the first time that he had ever talked about the grief that he suffered after his dad. And that even in his seventies, he became a new person and it was like the weight lifted off. So that's just one of the stories I'd like to tell because it doesn't matter. Grief doesn't have a, a deadline. You, you can grieve the rest of your life. That means that you loved that person and we're here to pull that out of you and let you know that we're here. So, but to, to just be a supporter and, and just be involved with cops we have so many opportunities. So get involved in those special events that I just talked about, come out to police week. We'd love to have you, um, or just check in with us. We're, we're, we are grant funded, but we are very much donation based because that grant only covers so much. Um, and so if you would like to give, we will take it because unfortunately times are hard right now and we haven't quit growing. I know Jim, you mentioned that on average, it's 140 to 160 officers. That's just not true anymore. We're honoring 443 officers this year in DC. So unfortunately um, it's growing, which means our programs are growing, which means we need help. Yeah, and you're definitely worthy of it. Well, we don't wanna join, but we do wanna support and contribute. So I'm gonna get you to, to recite that number back to me after the show, and we will put that in the show notes as well. Hey, Sarah Sloan, you are awesome. Thanks for everything you do and, and COPS, what the concern of police survivors does for families and loved ones of law enforcement officers uh, killed in the line of duty. Thank you so much. Thank you. And thank you, Jim, for your service and for all that you continue to do. We appreciate you. And I'm glad to have a new friend. Oh, that's awesome. Thank you. Thanks for sticking with us and talk to you again soon. Thanks again, Sarah Sloan and Marcia Ferranto. And thanks to our listeners. Will you be attending Police Week? Let us know. Call, write, drop us an email at policingmatters at police1.com. And don't forget to watch us on YouTube and Drop us a five-star rating on Apple Podcast Reviews. We really appreciate it. Helps us out. And uh, yeah, drop me a line and shoot me uh, some ideas of uh, who you'd like to hear from and what you'd like to hear about. All right, take good care and hope to talk to you again real soon. Take good care.